Hey everybody and welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and I'm going to be hosting tonight. Thank you, Jesus. And speaking of thanking Jesus, I'm going to thank him for three things tonight. One of which is this wonderful glass in my hand that is filled with what might be a bottle kill. We'll see how good the game goes. But uh, I am dangerously (laughs) close to killing off my bottle of old granddad bonded 100 proof bourbon. Uh, High rye bourbon. Very good. One of the best $20 bottles you can buy. Old granddad bonded is delightful. One day I will try the 114, but for some reason, that bourbon I can't find on the shelf anywhere in Florida, because Florida. (laughs) And you hear two of them right there. We have got a one-on-one game. We're here for the other two people I am thankful for tonight. Uh, We'll start off here closest to me, Huntsville, Alabama. Mike, how you doing? What you drinking? I'm doing good, Chris. Uh, Is Huntsville actually closer to you than than Raleigh? I'm not sure. As the crow flies. Wow. Huh. (laughs) Okay, no, I'm doing great. Uh, tonight, I am actually joining you on the bourbon train. Uh, Are you, as I was mentioned, Well, as I was mentioning before <laughs> the show, uh, I decided to give a little uh, local Alabama bourbon a try. Uh, this is a distillery called Detling. Apparently, they've been uh, distilling small batches since 1867. So that's pretty cool. So I don't have the cool can opening sound, but maybe I can do a little pop. I don't know go. if that'll come through or not, <laughs> but I do need to top on my glass, so I'm actually going to leave that open. No, this I actually think this is a pretty good bourbon. I'm not as well uh, traveled in my bourbons as you guys are, so uh, but I think it goes down really smooth. It's only 40 proof, uh, so it's it hasn't been aged super long. Uh, it doesn't actually say on the bottle how much has been aged, but uh, I said 40 proof. It's 80 proof. It's 40 percent. Right. Thank alcohol. God. I was going to say that a 20 percent alcohol <laughs> bourbon. Is... I know that's right. I've had beer shots in that, sir. I've had the Sam Adams Utopia is more IBV than that. No, it's yeah, forty uh, percent. Uh, it's I, I actually think it's pretty good. Uh, so I'm gonna. This is the uh, the lowest end of their bottles. They had a couple different ones at the liquor store, and so the next time I go, I'm probably gonna try the higher end and see how it is. But until then, cheers. I'll drink to that, Jeff, my friend. How you doing? What are you drinking up there in North Carolina? I'm I'm doing all right. I'm uh, uh, working on this uh, keg of the uh, R and D North New England IPA. It's a seven percent hazy IPA from uh, R and D Brewing right here in Raleigh, North Carolina, about two miles from my house, which makes it, I believe, the uh, the eighth closest brewery to my house. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, we, we like our beer here in the Triangle, uh, but. Yeah, it's a uh, nice hoppy, but not too hoppy, bitter, but not too bitter. I'm not usually an IPA guy, but uh, but I can get behind this one. Uh, and I got a whole keg of it downstairs, so uh, I sure as hell better get behind it. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff, being that you have appeared on the fewest amount of episodes as we go through this game, do you want to go with the odd number or the even numbered questions? Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's a good question. You know, this, this is the, uh, the 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 question that that befalls every soccer team when they get to the end of extra time and they 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 get to decide whether they take the first penalties or they uh, they they wait for the other other team to go. There's always a school of thought about this. Um, I think I will actually go second. I will take the evens. Okay, so Jeff is even, Mike is odd, and I will remind Jeff that after watching my team lose in penalty kicks in the national championship game, not a good time to bring that up. (laughs) I will remind Jeff that as a computer scientist, counting starts with zero, so you're still getting the first question. (laughs) And I'll remind our listeners, these guys are nerds. So, 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 so here's how this game is going to go. We're going to start with our pregame. Ten questions real quick. Um, After that, we have actually seven rounds of trivia. The first six rounds of our official game are all the all the questions after that are worth ten points apiece. But the first six rounds of our game will each have individual categories. So you'll have the category and there's two questions per round. We'll give you the category up front and whoever gets to go first gets to choose which question they want based on that category. Correct answers worth 10 points, incorrect answers worth zero, and then we'll have a wager round at the end that's going to be a little bit different, and I will explain how that goes when we get there. We're going to start with our pregame, and our pregame, your category is college football. (laughs) So as you know, college football is king in the South. 
over the last 10 years, did these states have any kids coming out of high school that were rated as a five-star prospect by 24-7 sports? Jeff, you won the toss. You have deferred. So we're going to start with Mike. (laughs) Mike, the state that you get is Alabama. Over the last 10 years... Have they had at least one high schools, high school sport, uh, college, high school football player grayed out as a five star prospect, according to 24 seven sports? I'm going to say yes. Mike, with the quick bucket, two points for Mike. Alabama has had 17 five star athletes. (laughs) Jeff, you're up next and you get Colorado. Colorado, you know. As a Vanderbilt fan, I can't remember the last time that a five-star recruit actually landed on West End Avenue. Uh, so I'm surprised, so surprised that Mike actually, uh, as a fellow Vanderbilt fan, knew what a five-star recruit was. <laughs> uh, Colorado, um, not a huge football factory state. Uh, I'm going to say no. And no is a correct answer. They have not had any five-star recruits. Um, I will say, though, the last time a five-star recruit went to Vanderbilt, they were a part of the Alabama football team. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> Mike, you're up next, and you get Missouri. I don't know really much about Missouri from a high school football perspective, but I know that uh, even from a college football perspective, they're not a particular strong house. So I'm actually going to say no. Missouri has actually had two. Oh, okay. <laughs> No points for Mike. Jeff, you're up, and you get Connecticut. Connecticut. Well, well it apparently will be a cold day in hell before Mike recognizes Missouri. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, my body will be in the cold, dead ground or something. I don't know. Grandpa I'm just impressed that I... you're making a Simpsons reference. You've come a long way, young Padawan. <laughs> All right, Connecticut, though. Uh, I got to say no because I – Assume all of the athletes up there just play basketball. Connecticut has one. Really? They do. They had one. Who is this amazing person? I don't don't know. know. He must have gotten a lot of play. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Next up, Mike, you're up with uh, question number five, and your state is Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Hmm. Well, the way I figure it is they call water fountains bubblers up there. So they can't possibly be that good at football, right? <laughs> no, I, honestly, I don't really have much of a leg to stand on, but uh, I mean, they, you know, they're a pretty good, obviously Wisconsin, pretty good big 10 school, but uh, I'm still going to say no on this one. And no is a correct answer. They have not had a five-star recruit out of Wisconsin in the last decade. All right, Jeff, we're over to you. You get North Carolina. Of course I get North Carolina. (laughs) Uh, This may or may not have been planned. (laughs) I can't imagine with as good as Charlotte Independence was for so long and as, as, as much talent is you know the ninth largest state in the union has in it the there wouldn't be a five-star football recruit and i know there are like ten thousand five-star basketball recruits that might be the problem but i'm gonna say yes the great state of north carolina has nine nicely done mike you're up question number seven you get wyoming <laughs> no no Texas? Can you give me Texas? Come on. Oh, Wyoming. The stars so, at night, big and I'm, bright, deep in I'm the heart of Cheyenne. The way I figure it is, Wyoming, like, the only reason you would have put this on here at all is if they had had at least one. Because, other, because your immediate instinct is there's ten people in the whole state. This is <laughs> We went from the ninth largest to the smallest, but uh, I'm going to say yes, just based on that game theory. Oh, game theory fails you, my friend. Wyoming has not. (laughs) You knew that I was going to do that. (laughs) So he clearly could not choose the glass in front of him. (laughs) 
And with that being said, I will say the glass in front of me is empty. I have killed my bottle of old granddad's. <laughs> wow, and, that was quick. <laughs> and I will probably move on to my bottle here of old elk weeded bourbon from Sunshine Liquors. It's a store pick. Oh, no, gas bar. Sorry. No, not even gas bars. David Off. So many liquor stores in the area. This is from David Off in Tampa. Private Barrel six-year weeded bourbon is delicious. It sounds yummy. Jeff, are you raising your hand? Do you have something you want to say? No, Nick, I'm just Nick, saying Nick hi just, to Nikki. Nikki's just no. waving hi in the background. You can say hi on the microphone, too. Hello. I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was definitely some of that. <laughs> Wyoming rears its head yet again. <laughs> also, is that a Buccaneers a Super Bowl championship shirt you have on, Nikki? It, it probably was. She got one for... Uh, uh, well, I don't know when the hell. It wouldn't have been Christmas because they oh, wouldn't have known that yet. But, right, yeah. That, yeah, but I, I think she got I think it for Christmas, we would definitely know the fixes in in the NFL. Got well, it. yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, we're moving on. We are on to number eight. Jeff, you get Nebraska. Nebraska. Cornhusker State. They have a good Springsteen album. Uh, <laughs> Five-star Springsteen album. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of think they probably do, though, because they really love their football in that state. Uh, you know, even as shitty as the Cornhuskers have been recently, they got to just be like one dude out of uh, North Platte or something that's that's uh, that's that's had some talent. So yeah. I'm going to say yes. Well, you would think, but the answer is no. Nebraska yeah. has not had a five-star recruit. We're moving over to Mike. Mike. You get Nevada, or Nevada, Nevada depending Nevada, on who's on the podcast. Nevada. Oh man, I mean Nevada, like that doesn't, you know, I don't know. They've got, I mean, they've got a couple of, you know, sort of lower profile but decent college football schools. I don't know about, uh, I don't know about high school, but uh, I'm just, I'm just gonna say. I'm going to say yes, because we've had two no's in a row. Why not? And yes is a correct answer. They have actually had two. <laughs> so, Mike, you're finishing the pregame with six points. Let's see if Jeff can tie you. Jeff, your state is Utah. Yeah. Ugh, the ancestral homeland. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know some pretty football crazy Mormons, uh, many of whom I'm related to. Uh, I'm going to say yes. And he ties it up. Utah has had two as well. Coming out of the pregame, we've got a tie ball game. Six to six. Both teams have missed the extra point. We are going right into <laughs> round one. All right. Mike, you get to choose. Your categories in round one are either going to be geography or television. <laughs> I love that you have this to is... ask. <laughs> it's... On the one hand, I'm almost positive whatever the geography question is, Jeff's going to get. So, and whereas the television question might be iffy. But on the other hand, as you know, I know dick about geography, so I'm going to say television. Oh, you should have gone geography. Here is your television question. Ah. I actually don't know how hard this question is, so. <laughs> so I'm fucked. Gotcha. You're just mocking people. All right. Yeah. Here's your television. This, this, is, this is gettable. Antonio Fargus played Huggy Bear in the 70s TV show, and Snoop Dogg played him in the movie. What franchise am I talking about? Oh, uh, Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch is a correct answer. Mike gets 10 points. I don't got that one. <laughs> he knows even more about grass. <laughs> That's the one line I remember from that movie. <laughs> if I had left out Snoop Dogg, would you have gotten there? Huggy Bear would have gotten me there, yes. Yeah. Okay. Huggy Bear got a lot of people there. It's okay. <laughs> Jeff, rear round one category is geography. Here's your question. What mountain, the tallest on its continent, is the tallest freestanding mountain in the world? It consists of three active volcanic cones named Kibo, Mawenzi, and Shira. Oh, uh, well, those names got to be Kilimanjaro, right? Mount Kilimanjaro is correct. Nicely done. And we continue our streak of ties coming out of round one, moving into round two. It is 16 to 16. Jeff, you get your choice here. 
Do you want sports or history? I'll go history. Here is your history question. The famous poster of Uncle Sam pointing his index finger outward with the words, I want you for the U.S. Army, was a recruitment poster first used during what war? Ooh. All right, I got a one out of two shot here, so I'm going to say World War One. World War One is a correct answer. Nicely done. Well done, well done. It was either that or Spanish-American. That's and exactly I, right. right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was kind of hoping you might have looped World War II into that, but hey, you know what? I'll, I'll take nah. it. <laughs> we didn't need that much recruitment for World War II. That's, yeah, that's sure. true. Mike, your round two question that leaves you with sports. Gulp. What NFL team's last all-pro quarterback was Johnny Lujak in 1950 when he threw for four touchdowns and 21 interceptions? Maybe their luck will change after taking a quarterback in the first round of the 2021 NFL draft. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Now I wish I paid more attention to the draft. Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to think. So teams have been around that long. Uh, Johnny Luge. (laughs) This is a great question. Uh, And I just... It's so far removed from football season right now. I'm in the throes of baseball season, so I'm not thinking in the in uh, in that context. But I'm trying to think of teams that have not historically been very good or had have very good quarterbacks. Because uh, really, I I I'm ashamed to say, but I just really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to uh, the draft this year. Anyway, I don't think it's anybody in the uh, – I don't think it would be a team in the NFC East. They've all had some pretty decent quarterbacks in the last 70 years. Um, oh, Lord, we got eight divisions in this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely thought of – I definitely thought of the Lions, but I don't remember what they did in the draft this year. Uh, but the, the Lions is kind of one of those chronically inept teams, so that sort of would make a lot of sense. Uh, wouldn't be anyone. It wouldn't be anyone else in the North because they've all had uh, really good quarterbacks. Uh, you know, I I I don't know when it was the first thing that popped in my head, and I'm gonna I'll spare you guys the the going through all the divisions, and I'll just say the Detroit Lions. He has guessed the Detroit Lions, and that is unfortunately an incorrect answer. Um, you mentioned all the teams in the NFC North have had really good quarterbacks. I don't think that's true. <laughs> they just drafted a quarterback out of Ohio State named Justin Fields. It was the Bears. Wow. I think you were you were giving a little too much credit to our boy Jay Cutler there. <laughs> well Or McMahon. I, I was thinking McMahon was actually the one I was thinking of for the Bears, exactly. The man was carried by Peyton, like, the whole time. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) All right, no points from Mike. We got a little bit of separation. Your score is 16 to 26 as we head into round three. Jeffrey with a 10-point lead. And round three goes to Mike. Mike, do you want movies or food? I'm going to take movies. Here is your movies question. Averaging once every 12 seconds, one of what three words is muttered during the classic film, The Big Lebowski? Oh, for fuck's sake. I think I just said one of them. Um, (laughs) So, okay. Every 12 seconds? Averaging. Averaging every 12 seconds. Averaging every 12 seconds. (laughs) I've seen that movie three times. I'm trying to think, like... What's something that's said repeatedly through that? I feel like uh, dude is is a strong contender there. Uh, like I said, fuck. As I say it a lot. I don't think they say it once every 12 seconds because I think that would be a record. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Wolf of Wall Street holds that record. I will. Let me add a clarification uh, piece in here. One of these three words is said every 12 seconds. 
And we're not oh, we're not looking I, for I, like little words like of or the. We're looking for main words. Uh, uh, no, I under I understand. I wasn't even going there, but that's okay. But I, I see uh, one of not. Yep, that makes more sense. Um, the man is the other one because he says man a lot and dude a lot. So, uh, but fuck was the first one that popped in my head, and then dude was the second. So I'll say fucking dude, and uh, my third guess would have been man. And you got all three. <laughs> Nicely done. Way to pull that out of your ass. Mike, back the in the abides. winner's column. The dude abides. Nicely done. And that leaves Jeff with your round three question in food. Somewhere there's a man. Somewhere uh, there's a mot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking about the dude here. I'm about the here. <laughs> All right. Food. Here we go. What food brand is represented by a trio of mascots typically shown with one of them wearing a chef's hat, one of them wearing a red and white knit hat, and a third wearing a marching band hat? What? I don't need this corporate shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say Keebler because why not? Uh, Keebler is unfortunately not a correct answer. Had you listened to the Boozy Bracketology podcast? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh no, the breakfast cereals. I hadn't gotten around to the breakfast May, cereals. Yet. You would know <laughs> that unfortunately the Rice Krispies were eliminated in uh, round one. Fucking Rice Krispies. Yeah, that was bullshit too. Snap. Why? Rice Krispies are garbage. <laughs> I love Rice Krispies. I haven't had they're Rice Krispies in a really long form. time, so they're probably not good enough. <laughs> they're good in Rice Krispies treat form. <laughs> well, that sure. was my argument. We're going to snap, crackle, and pop our way over to the next one here. <laughs> We're going to round four. Round four, your question categories are going to be in sports or women in technology. And, uh, Jeff, I believe this one falls to you. Um, fuck. Uh, coin toss time. Uh, let's go sports. Here is your sports question. In 1917, Ernie Shore once threw a perfect game with 27 straight outs without allowing a base runner. Sadly, he is only credited with a combined no-hitter because he pitched in relief of what pitcher who was ejected after walking the first batter and punching the umpire? <laughs> This is a Mike question. I feel like I really should have selected the other one because the the, the questions would have lined up then. Uh, shit. Um, in 1917, uh, there's a couple of options here. Uh, could be Babe, could be a Big Train. Uh, um, I'm just going to say Babe Ruth because why not? <laughs> And he pulled it out of his ass. Babe Ruth is correct. <laughs> Holy crap. It was well, there, there's only so many pre-baseball personalities from that era that would just punch a dude. And it's like Babe and Ty Cobb. Yep. <laughs> and technically, Ty Cobb did pitch on a couple of occasions. So, <laughs> Really? <laughs> like he, at, at, at some point in his career, I believe, played all nine positions. Hmm. Interesting. Was he as big an asshole at all of them? (laughs) I assume so, yes. Yes. All right, Jeff picks up the points. Nicely done, Mike. Well done, well done. Your category is in women in technology. Here is your question. The work of computer scientist and Navy Rear Admiral Grace Hopper led to the development of what early programming language that is still in use today, primarily used in business, finance, and administrative systems. Oh, man. Um, you said computer scientist and naval officer? Or naval, or sorry, a Navy Rear Admiral. Navy, Navy Rear, Ad, Rear Admiral. So my immediate, the first one that popped into my head was COBOL, just because I'm pretty sure that was developed uh, like in the con- in the context of the Navy in some way. I'm trying to go back to my history of programming languages class from like more years ago than I'd like to admit uh, in a public forum. Um, I don't think it's it, – it's probably got to be that one because I sincerely doubt it's Fortran and I doubt it's Lisp, so, uh, which are the only ones that I can think of that are older than COBOL. Uh, so I'm going to say COBOL. 
Cobalt is a correct answer. Nicely done. Whoop, whoop. And we're halfway through our game. No, we're a little more than halfway through our game, and we have got a tie ball game again. It is a 36 to 36. This game is just moving right along. Okay. Fancy free. Sorry. No, you're good. All right, we're moving on to round five. We've got a really close game. A razor's edge. It's 36 to 36. Round five starts with, I believe, Mike, right? Uh, that's right, because I'm odds. You are odd. That is right. Mike, <laughs> your categories are ad icons or military sayings. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I think I'm going to go military sayings, but I'm going to feel shame if I get it wrong. But I, I, that's what I'm going to go and say military sayings. Here is your question in the category of military sayings. According to Navy tradition... A sailor becomes a shellback after doing what for the first time? Gosh. You can ask the kid of a Marine a Navy question? He chose that. He chose that, sir. And that was was the shame because I was like, what if I don't know it? A shellback. I mean, so you'd be a shellback if you, you know laying back on a beach or something like that um i don't know if you would have i don't it would it would be very very much like like the navy to be like yeah the first time you have sex on a beach you're now considered a shellback (laughs) but i don't think that's the kind of question you were gonna ask (laughs) um a shellback i'm trying i'm just trying to logic something from the name uh and even for only 80 proof, uh, this bourbon goes down really smooth, and uh, I've been drinking a lot of it. So this is, ma- this is making this extra tough. The first time they've done what? That's how you phrase the question? I'll repeat the question. According to Navy tradition, a sailor becomes a shellback after doing what for the first time? Hmm. <laughs> I'm just – I'm – I – I don't really I don't have any I've heard it's driving me nuts because I've heard shellback and but I, I cannot contextualize it right now and it's bothering me but um, I don't really have much to, to go on so I'm going to say their first time submerging in a submarine. Not a bad guess. Unfortunately, it's not correct. Uh, they become a shellback the first time they cross the equator. Oh, yeah. no kidding. Huh. Would not would not have gotten there. That's 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 kind yeah. of interesting. And that leaves yet another ad icons question for Jeff. Yeah, there was a method to my madness on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, here's your question. The world famous logo for Playboy features a a rabbit wearing what piece of a fashion accessory? It's a bow tie. A bow tie is correct. I wear bow ties. I wear bow ties. I, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a bow tie aficionado. When your you wife listens to this, that will be me. that'll be how you defend yourself. Yeah. I, I, I read I, it for the articles. I, I can totally confirm Honey. the bow tie thing. By the way, totally confirm. <laughs> what was that line in State and Maine about? Like, why would you trust? Like the bow, the tie, the necktie is meant to extend to point straight down to the genitals. Why would you trust a guy who wears a tie that points to his ears? <laughs> I've forgotten about that. State and Maine's got so damn many good quotes. I love that movie. Oh my! Forgotten God. movie from 2000, 2001 yeah. time frame. So see it. Cool. See State and Maine if you can find it. It's so good. It is really, really funny. We are moving on. We are on to the last main round of the game before we get to round seven and then the end of the game. So round six. This one starts with Jeff. Jeff, your questions are in presidents or literature. Ooh. Uh, we'll go presidents. Here is your president's question. Number 44, Barack Obama was famously born in Hawaii. But who won the first U.S. presidential election that President Obama was eligible to vote in? Wow, I got to count backwards for this one. Um, okay, so Obama was 45 when he was elected, 45, 46. Uh, and this was in 2008. So that means that Obama was born in 19, 
at that point. So you become 18 in either 1979 or 1980, which would mean it would be Ronald Wilson Reagan. Ronald Reagan is correct. Nicely done. It was the 1980 election. Obama turned 18 in 1979. It's not fair. It's not fair. If, if Obama had been born three years earlier, he would not have been eligible to run for president. Hawaii didn't become a state till 59. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was I was wondering exactly what you were trying to get at there. But, well, he would have gotten citizenship from his mom because that's how that's how McCain was eligible. Oh, that's well, well McCain was. Yeah, that's true. McCain because well, he, was he was born in Panama, he was born in the that's canal right. zone. That's right. Which was the U.S. territory, just like Hawaii was. You're then, right. You're so. right. No, you're right. That's correct. Yeah. I Yeah. The legalities are all interesting. Sorry, anyway, when when did sign. when did Kenya become a U.S. territory? I missed that. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. We're, does, uh, <laughs> do, do, doesn't matter. Appealing to the MAGA here. crowd here. <laughs> the, the red hat wearing uh, listeners right. of the pub trivia experience. I just try to appeal to crowds that like really bad jokes. That That's my demographic. My key demographic <laughs> oh, is that. <laughs> Mike, that leaves you with a literature question. Here it is. What pre-1950s novel begins with the phrase... It was a bright, cold day in April, and then and the clocks were striking thirteen. I believe that was a book by none Arthur, none other than Eric Arthur Blair himself, better known as George Orwell. Nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four is correct. Holy crap! That's a little unfair because I was actually not that long ago working on a first lines of books, uh, entire round, and that was one of them. So. <laughs> I will scrap that one and and add another and add a different question. But have you have you uh, heard the the Monty Python routine about them announcing Thomas Hardy writing the Return of the Native like a football announcer, well, a British football announcer, so soccer announcer. No, but I want to. <laughs> oh, he's, he's he's scribbling. No, he's scribbling. He's <laughs> crossing it out. He's... <laughs> oh my lord. Whenever I hear a first lines of books thing, that that sticks in my head. That's amazing. It's, it's worthwhile. Go listen. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we are heading into round seven. Round seven is the last round of our main game. This game is blowing by us. This might be a record as far as pub trivia experience episodes go. It might be. And but that includes all of our drunken ranting. That does. Uh, round seven is a round dedicated to Chris's favorite Chris's Crazy Connections. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Chris's Crazy Connections, this particular style of question debuted over on the Things I Got Wrong podcast not too long ago when Mike and I were guesting there. And this is very similar to a before and after question, but instead of piecing two pieces of information together, you're piecing three because I am that original that I can just add one more and then name it after whatever I want, which is amazing because I love myself. Here is how this works. I'm going to read a clue or a series of clues that will piece together three different sayings or objects or things of that nature. You will then piece them together the way they are spoken and give me the answer. And I'll give you just an observation or a warm up here. This is one of the ones that we use on things I got wrong. This colorful or lack of color ACDC song matches the outfit the title character often wears in the Avengers movies. Happily, she does not sport this V-shaped haircut made popular by Eddie Munster on the TV show The Munsters. Mike, what would your guess have been? Uh, the ACDC album, or the song was uh, Black, song and album, Back in Black, and then I then Black Widow is the Avenger, and then Widow's Peak is Eddie Munster's hairstyle, so it would be Back in Black Widow's Peak. Back in Black Widow's Peak would be a correct answer. Now, Mike, being that you were going first, or you being that you were down by 10 points, sorry, wow. <laughs> I'm going to give you the option. Do you want, they're both very, very pop culture related. Do you want question one or question two? Not that it matters. Um, Thing one or thing two. Right. I kind of want to watch Jeff squirm first, I think. So <laughs> I'll take the second question. All right, Jeff, you're kicking us off here. I'm going to read this as slowly as I can, and if you need a reread, please let me know. (laughs) 
we okay? I know he wasn't ripping you. It's just that was the way I heard it in my head. <laughs> he's going to read it like one word a minute. Right? Yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm going to read it slowly. <laughs> there. <laughs> Sorry. I was not ripping our I was not ripping our panelists or our contestants. Of course not. I just went to FSU and I read very, very slowly, okay? <laughs> I didn't go to Vanderbilt. <laughs> Fortunately, I know what it's like to win multiple football games in a season. It's actually kind of nice. You guys should try it sometime. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe this year we actually get some out-of-conference games. You also try having a baseball team, too. Ooh. Ooh, we're we're in a regional. We're in a regional. Calm down. We all can't pay Al Leiter's kid to come play for us. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Jeff, here's your question in Chris's crazy connections. The title of this 1997 crime th- thriller starring Morgan Freeman and Ashley Judd, thankfully, had nothing to do with this controversial party-themed adult entertainment franchise heavily feature- featuring college-aged females. Of all of their videos, none of them were taped at this fictional band's concerts as they were too busy traveling through time. <laughs> Shit, I forgot the, the name of the band from... Uh, that's, that's, that's a Bill and Ted's reference, and I don't remember what the... Right? Isn't it? Isn't that the name of the... Shit. Uh, this, is, this is a tough one. Do you want the question again? Yeah, give me give me the first part of the question because that's that's honestly one I'm kind of struggling to remember. The title of this 1997 crime thriller starring Morgan Freeman, Freeman and Ashley, and Ashley Judd, Judd. It's, it's, yeah. thankfully one of the... had nothing to do with this controversial party-themed adult entertainment franchise heavily featuring college-aged females. Okay, so it's Kiss the Girls Gone Wild things. <laughs> We're going to go with that. <laughs> and so Jeff is locked in. If I'm hearing you correctly, Kiss the kiss the Girls Gone Wild things. Oh. Yes. Unfortunately, not a correct answer. Mike, do you want to tell what was, him? What was the last one? What was the, what was the third one? Tell him, Mike. I would not have gotten there. But as soon as you got there, I got there. Okay. It's, the Bill, it's the band, the band from Bill and Ted's. They were the Wild Stallions. Oh, Stallions! God damn it! Oh. <laughs> Kiss I believe the it was w. Girls Wildy. Gone Wild Stallions. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I was I was sitting here trying to remember the name of Marty's band from Back to the Future. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that makes way. As soon as you said Bill and Ted, I was like, oh, that's it. Right. That was a good question. <laughs> Mike, you are trailing by ten points. This is your chance to get back in the game. Before the final round, and your category is in Chris's crazy connections. Here is your question. When Bob Odenkirk gets done filming this hit television show, he likes to relax and enjoy this meal made of ground beef and served with brown sauce. Which, ironically, is a meal you cannot get at this quick service American burger joint that is frequently open 24 hours. Okay, I'm going to need you to repeat that because I only know the first one, first part. When Bob Odenkirk gets done filming this het television show, he likes to relax and enjoy this meal made of ground beef and served with brown sauce, which is a meal that you ironically cannot get at this quick service American burger joint that is frequently open 24 hours. Okay. I'm going to guess the last one is probably Taco Bell. The first one's obviously better call Saul. What is the ground beef Saul that ends in a ta or a taco? Or the, it, was it ground beef served with brown sauce? It makes me think of mole, but that's not. That's chicken anyway, so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So, oh, uh, oh, never mind. Better call Salisbury Steak and Shake. Better call Salisbury Steak and Shake is correct. Took me a minute to get there. I was I was way off in the other direction. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know how you got to Taco Bell. American Burger Joint and Taco Bell don't go together. 
Did you say burger joint? I just heard fast food restaurant for some reason. No, burger joint was in you the. Uh, you have you absolutely said burger joint. This is this is actually pretty good bourbon. Very, uh, very positive college memories of steak and shake. Jeff, put your, <laughs> I can't hear you, Jeff. Put your headset down. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it was very positive college memories of steak and shake, but uh, but well done getting there. I uh, I had forgotten about all of my trips to steak and shake after picking the slant up. <laughs> Oh God, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's where, where me and Ploger stopped at Murfreesboro. All the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, good times. Well, uh, Jeff, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that actually ties us up. Yeah. Forty-six, forty-six. We are tied up at. I've got it at fifty-six, fifty-six. Yeah. They, yeah. 56. Okay. Fifty-six to fifty-six. As we move into our final round. Now, here's how your final round is going to work. I'm going to read you a. I'm going to give you your category. The correct answer to this question will have 10 different correct answers. You can wager up to six points on each correct answer. So that's, it's roughly 10% of what your current point total is, and I'm rounding up, so that gives you 10% of 56. Rounding up is roughly six points. For each correct answer you get right, you can wager between one and six points on the correct answer. If for each one you get right, you'll get that amount of points. For each one that you get wrong, you will lose double that amount. So, so you you, you can wager a different amount on different. Answers. No, you have to wager one amount across all of the, across the all board. of your guesses. Okay. So. Oh God. <laughs> so you only break even if you get seven right. No, you, you if you get them, if you get one right, you'll be ahead. You're not penalized for you're not penalized for not guessing. You, d- you don't have to give 10 answers. Is that correct? Correct. You don't have to give 10 answers. You can give as many uh, as you want. I got you. Hence All right. the fun. So if it was like name Rolling Stones albums, you could stop at five, even though they've got 30. And Okay. I got you. Something like I that. You. I think I mean, I'm right. using that as a really random example. but. So what I'm going to need. The question is name Rolling Stones albums. It's not. <laughs> You're going to sound remarkably prescient. Then I can name about five. So, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can look. I can look to my immediate right at my vinyl collection, and that's about it. Well, there you get the sticky fingers, Exile on Main Street, uh, <laughs> Wednesday's Children. <laughs> I just love watching Chris's expressions. <laughs> He's like, "Where did I go that wrong?" <laughs> like, I should have known what I was doing asking these two to be on this show. I should know better. <laughs> I don't. Uh, All right. Well. Love it. You know it. <laughs> You're going to get to choose your wager based on the category. Okay. Your category is travel in the U.S. Hmm. Okay. Okay. What I will need each of you to do is write down how much you're willing to wager on each answer. It can be a number zero through six. I've got Jeff's wager locked in. All right. Um, don't know how, I don't really know how to, a way to logic to a particular wager. Um, I'm sorry. Did you think there's going to be logic involved in this? I'm not this sure why I would have thought that. To this be honest, this is just something I was trying to do that would be different and fun. No, it's great. It's <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's great. It, it it combines the normal wager round and the more recent uh, rounds that Leah and I have tried of where you list things and and can potentially lose gain or lose points. Uh, it's good. I like it, but, but I just don't know how to choose a wager. So, um, I'm just going to pick one and wagers are locked in. I'm going to read you your question and you're going to have three minutes to write down and lock in whichever answers you want to use. If you lock it in and you're right, you'll get the points that you wagered. If you lock it in and you're wrong, you will lose double that amount of points. Here is your question. According to a joint article from Insider and Expedia, name the top 10 most visited cities in the U.S. in 2017. 2017, you said. Correct. If this, if this helps at all, this is using data from December of 2016 to December of 2017. So also, is it just... Hotels? Is it hotel? Is it 
using plane flight yep. data. So I can go into it. So the Expedia looked at round trip flight bookings in the country during a one year window from December 2016 to 2017. December 2017. Okay, so, so they're going to miss a bunch of car trips. Using the logic here, yes. They're using they're using someone flight drives data. Philly for a day. They're not going to see that. I've got a list of ten. I feel decent about, so I'll go ahead and lock them in. Yeah, yeah. All right, I got it. All right, we're back, everybody. Our panelists have a, have put their list together, so let's go ahead and let's get their wagers. We'll start with Jeff. Jeff, how much are you wagering on each individual guess? Cinco. Five points. Five points for Mr. Woodhead. Mike, what are you wagering? Jeff is a slightly bolder man than I. I wagered four on each one. All right. Well, we're going to go one by one here. Let's start with Jeff. What was the first city on your list? New York City. Mike, do you have New York City on your list? Uh, to the shock of everyone, not only do I have New York City on my list, it is also the first on my list. <laughs> New York City is a correct answer. You're each picking up points there. Jeff, what is your next city? Chicago, Illinois. Mike, is Chicago on your list? It is. It's actually number three, but it is on my list. Chicago is a correct answer. Points for everybody. It is the number five ah. most traveled to city. New York City was number one with a bullet. Not surprising. Yeah. Let's go over to Mike this time. Mike, what's on your list? Give me one more. I had Los Angeles. Also next on mine. Los Angeles, number two with a bullet. Nicely done. Everyone's picking up points so far. And I think you said earlier, you've both locked in 10, correct? Yes. I locked yes, in. Yes, I locked I yeah. locked in all 10. Yes. Holy mm -hmm. crap. Let's see how far we can go then. Number 4, Mike, <laughs> we're back to you. After the, after those first 3, it did get a little haphazard. I think the next one that I want to say is Washington DC. Also have that one. They both have DC number 6 on the list. Unsurprising, I suppose. Well, the first 4, we've got points for all 4 of them. Jeffrey, what's the next one on your list? Yeah, and those were the four I was really confident in. And I think, like Mike, beyond this, it's just kind of like... Yelp. So my first is San Francisco. Yeah, also on my list. They Sweet. both have San Francisco. San Francisco is number seven. Nice. Well, we are five in. You've both matched the entire way, which I believe gives uh, Jeff a five-point lead at this point in time. But... Right, but we got we, we've all got we've got the five dicey ones to go. Is a long way to go. Yeah, I didn't make you wager ten, sir. I didn't make you wait. <laughs> I didn't make you put an all ten in. All right, uh, let's go back to Mike. Actually, Mike, what's next on your list? Uh, th th these are in no particular order, so I'm kind of just picking which ones to throw out at random. And I picked this one uh, just because I know it's been a little bit of a destination spot, and because it's near and dear to my and Jeff's heart, I picked Nashville. I, I did not have Nashville on my list, interestingly. Nashville is not on the list. Okay. Mike loses eight points. Jeff, what's Nashville next on your list? Nashville is one of those ones that I figured in. Eh, it'll probably be like number 13. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I also picked, uh, all right, well, these are plane flights. Where do a lot of plane flights go? Mm -hmm. Atlanta. I do have Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta on my list, Atlanta is too. on my list. <laughs> Number 10 with a bullet, Atlanta is there. Yeah, I did have Atlanta on my list as well. All right. All right. Well, let's go ahead, Mike. Uh, Jeff, actually, I mean, you're still one behind because Mike's got one wrong. What was your next guess? Uh, well, I think I think uh, if I'm trying to think of where people go on vacation uh, that people would fly to, I think Vegas has got to be on that list. I also had Vegas on my list. Well... Number four is Las Vegas. <laughs> Everyone's picking up points there. Jeff, what's next? All right. These are the three that are just kind of totally random. I, <laughs> I, I, I really guessed on, I, I mean, those seven were like, all right. Yeah, there, there were four that I was like, all right, I got this. Three were, okay. And then three where I was just kind of like, I'm guessing it shit. My first guess it shit is a place that I've loved to visit. 
uh, home of some of my favorite music on earth and uh, having just listened to the Black Keys play the Delta Blues uh, just downriver from that. Uh, I'm going to go with New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. New Orleans is not on the list. I, I did not have that on my list. I, was, I thought that was a really good guess, though. As soon as you said it, I was like, ooh, that might be on there. Yeah. All right. You've each gotten one wrong. We've got two votes left for each of you. Mike, what's next on your list? Well, I don't I don't know if it's me channeling my inner Will Smith or what, but uh, <laughs> I figured my former Floridian, quote-unquote, lineage uh, took me to Miami, or yep. Miami, as the gringos call it. I did have Miami on my list as well. <laughs> they both had Miami. Miami number eight. All right. <laughs> We've got one left for each of you. Jeff, take us away. What's the last one on yours? You know, so when we were talking during the break, we talked about business trips. We talked about uh, the fact that it was Expedia bookings. It was plane flight bookings. And there's one city that basically anyone in the U.S. has to fly to or anyone in the continental U.S. has to fly to. Honolulu might have been a decent guess. Uh, That's probably like on there somewhere and I've just missed it. Uh, But... There's a lot of industry in Seattle, and it's really hard to get to by driving. So I, I picked Seattle. I had Seattle on my list and crossed it out. Seattle is not on the list. Uh, <clears throat> Mike, right. Mike, what is your last you pick? It. Well, <clears throat> Jeff's thought I like Jeff's thought process is really strong. Uh I will tell you some others that I had on my list that I ultimately crossed off included Phoenix and Dallas. Mm. Uh, But I ended up gravitating a little bit towards tourism and also reflected that we didn't have a whole lot else in the Northeast. And I ended up putting Boston as my final city on the list. I had Boston on and crossed it off. Boston is not on the list. Ah, All right. It's amazing. That you both bought up, brought up tourism, and neither one of you mentioned really like the tourism capital of the southeast, the place where the guy from Book of Mormon wanted to go more than anywhere else. Orlando. Orlando. Fuck. Orlando. Fucking a, because of all the fucking theme parks. Yep. Ah. Uh, yep. I got to Miami. I didn't even think about Orlando. I've even flown in and out of that airport twice. It's a ridiculous airport. Yep. yep. <laughs> and the last one on the list was Denver, Colorado. Oh, I, have, oh, I thought about Denver. I thought about Denver, and then I thought, nah, nah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but so we, if if my math is correct, we both got eight we both and missed got two. got eight and missed two. Correct. Yeah. Which puts you, which... <laughs> so it's a net of four for each person. And that brings us to a final score of 76 to 72 on wagers alone. Mr. Woodhead, you are tonight's champion. Nicely done. Well done, sir. Well done. I I almost said I almost went six and said, go big or go home. Yeah, right. I I, I actually came close to that, too. Thinking like maybe I should just do six just to be like, what the hell? Right. Exactly. Now, you know, in, in the words of uh, the great philosopher, Mr. A. Powers, I like to live dangerously. <laughs> dangerous, my middle name. Dangerous, my middle name. <laughs> Austin Danger Powers. God, I love that movie. One book, Swedish made penis enlarger pumps and me, sign for Austin Powers. That sort of thing is my bag, baby. Baby. <laughs> I'm telling you, baby, it's not mine. All right, everybody. Jeff is our champion tonight. You've heard a lot of drinking. You heard a lot of talking. You've heard some cussing. Hopefully, no kids were in the car. Yeah. <laughs> if so, ranting. kids, stay in school and don't do drugs. Listen, if you're enjoying the content that we're doing, that we're that we're bringing you each and every week, and you're like, I wonder where I can find more of these charming intellectual people, a couple of things you can do. One, find our sister podcast, Boozy Bracketology. That is a monthly podcast where we will take any topic we can think of, 
break it into a 64 seed bracket and argue it out until we choose a champion. Uh, in the month of May, it is the best breakfast cereal. In June, we're bringing you the best video game franchise. And then in July, Mike, I'm not a part of July. You're taking part of it. What is July? Tell all of our listeners. I am, and July is going to be determining once and for all what is the best attraction at Disney World across all of the theme parks. And, Mike, I've got to ask, in what city is Walt Disney World? It's in Orlando. Well, it's not in Orlando, you dick. I think it's actually in Kissimmee. It is in Kissimmee, but it's outside of Orlando. <laughs> it is. You're right. Listen, if you do enjoy the, the content that we bring you on a regular basis and you want to find a way to you know get more of that bonus content, patreon.com slash p-t-e-b-b is your spot for all the bonus content for both the pub trivia experience and boozy bracketology. There's a couple of different tiers on there. You can go on there and see what it brings you. But honestly, uh, every little bit helps. It, it, and listen, I, I recognize it's tough out there. Like It's not easy for a lot of people. If you want to help us and you don't have the financial means to do so, 100%, I get it. Enjoy the free content. We love putting it out there for you. Do me a favor, though. Leave us a five-star rating. Write us a review. That would be amazing. You can find our new Facebook group, also free. It is called The Lounge. Fans of Boozy Bracketology and the Pub Trivia Experience. Or, no, I got that backwards. Fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. You can find all three of us on there. Strike that we, we banter back and forth on there. It's a good time. Come come say hi. Yeah. yeah. We have a good time. We'll, we'll respond to you. Absolutely. It, Unlike other internet celebrities, because, you know, we're all internet celebrities here. Sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. That's not really on brand for me. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Pub Trivia Pod, Instagram Pub Trivia Experience, uh, PubTriviaExperience.com as always. But you know what, guys? I've had a hell of a good time tonight. Did you guys have fun? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. That was a great that was a great game, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we will see you all next week with our next episode for the pub trivia experience. I have been Chris. I'm Mike. I'm Jeff. Have a good week, everyone. All right. I'm shocked it's going this quickly because I'm sitting there writing this game going, oh, this is actually kind of tough. I'd have to talk some of these out. And y'all are just pulling out answers just like out of nowhere. I was I. I I thought COBOL was tough as hell. Well, one of the reasons that I hesitated is because I asked a COBOL question in one of my games. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, no, it's okay, But that's why I was kind of like, would it be another COBOL question? But but again, if it had been reversed. I don't know where, I mean, Jeff started to have to do some programming in his, you know, job, but, you know, if he had gotten that question instead, he probably it would have taken a lot more. Yeah, that was one it I was, was kind of wondering if, if, you know, <laughs> I didn't know how that one was going to play. Uh, and so having a sports question in there, I thought might be a little more fair game to both of you. I was kind of hoping one of you would take women in technology, but I should have realized that might have been the, the last no, that's that's all good. No, and uh, yeah, that was a hell of a guess by Jeff. I thought that was a really tough. I was like, I know this bit of trivia because I love the story, but <laughs> that's why I was like, yay, pick me, pick me. But I was so I was impressed. Jeff got it, but it is one of my favorite pieces of trivia. I love it. It's so fun. It's so on brand. It's so it's so on character for him. It, it really is because it's the it's the only if if memory serves, it's the only no hitter that Babe Ruth ever participated in. I believe so. As a, as a pitcher, I mean. Unlike this year when we've had like seven already. Six. Yeah, I know. But uh, there's probably one more going to happen over Memorial Day. Hopefully it's the Cubs, although we have the red, so maybe not. Speaking of the Cubs, oh, my God, that play against the Pittsburgh Pirates. The bias play? Oh, my God. Dude, all like, the he had to do, all the first baseman had to do was step on the bag. And it's over. Like The play and is over. over. No, he's like, why would you chase inning? him? Why, Why did would... he chase him? It was the craziest thing.
I'll give you guys to take so a bio break too. Just, I was so frustrated watching that. I can't believe that. And that was uh, the our catcher that was on third. I can't believe he had the stones to go home. No, it was. That was a hell of a. I mean, oh, the 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 crazy ass Cubs Pirates played. Yes, yep, exactly. <laughs> Touch the base. <laughs> I used to play first base in Little League, and if I had moved more than five feet from the bag at any point in time in the field, my coach would have chewed my ass out. Your job is to stand near the bag, and when you get the ball, to put your foot on it. It's yeah, like, not hard. What, what did he what did, honestly, I got to admire Javi Baez's stones to like That's start walking back towards home, just like, I'm going to act like I'm in a rundown and see if nobody notices. Right? And nobody noticed. I don't. It's not like the throw took. He was literally one step away from the bag. The throw wasn't that far off. Yeah, no. it wasn't. I could not. And then he just. Why? Why would you chase? All right. Neither here nor there. I, I know that it was. I was just. It was. It was. I was simultaneously laughing and absolutely seething in frustration. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the I, I listened to the Pirates radio call of it. And like, oh God, I got to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> the Calliopes are playing from here to Spokane <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> you can hear the booing of the crowd. Oh well, there was nobody in the crowd. It was like seven people at that game. Pirates. Oh, now, all, all, wow. of this, all of this better go on a tag at the end of the episode because this is gold. Yeah. Sam, put this as a tag at the end of the episode. <laughs> all right, we're going to bring this back. Thanks, Edit point, Chris. I'll bring us back all here right. in a second. All right. 